Hello and welcome to The Earful Runner, a podcast devoted to telling the stories of the vibrant community of runners who come to race in the most magical place on earth. I'm Mary Arnold. And I'm Emily Goose. And today we are excited to talk with two athletes who have completed triathlons in Walt Disney World. Yes, that's right, triathlons. Back in the early 2000s, Disney played host to a series of triathlon events, including the Danskin Triathlon for Women, the Florida Half Ironman Festival, and the Walt Disney World Triathlon. Did they swim in the lagoon? Well, I guess we can ask them that. Please welcome Mar- Marcy Webster and Cynthia Six to the Earful Runner. Thank you for joining us. Can you share with us where you're from? So um, I'm Cynthia Six. I am from Woodstock, Maryland, which is in central Maryland. Uh, I am mainly a swimmer. I grew up swimming. I swam in college at Towson University, a division one school. And I have swum the Chesapeake Bay, the 4.4 miles across from one side of the bay to the other. Uh, I've done that race twice. And that was one, when I finished it the first time, I said, I'm never doing it again. And then my husband was jealous that every time we went over the Bay Bridge to go to the Eastern Shore, that I said, I've swum this. And so then he decided he was gonna do it, which meant I had to do it again to make sure that he survived. well, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You just, you know, that's good. That, that's a good partnership right there. I'm going to make sure you do this. Soon. Exactly. Um, so that I've swum the Chesapeake Bay. Um, I, and most of the stuff that I've done was prior to having kids. Um, we have done, and we do our uh, big events together. We have run the Disney World Marathon. We did the marathon for the first time in 2010, and that was our first marathon. Then we did the Florida Half Ironman. That was our second Half Ironman distance, first official Half Ironman event in 2011, which I think may have been the last year that they had it. And then 2012, we did the Goofy Challenge in Disney World. So the only marathons we've done have been in Disney World, and I keep saying that's the only place that I'm willing to run a marathon is in Disney, <laughs> where they have magic every mile and keep me entertained and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, my main my main thing personally is swimming. You know, I was 40 years old many years ago and lazy and and out of shape. And I was like, you know, I need to do something. And I, and I was, I've always been a a Disney fan, but I, I found out they were doing this mini sprint triathlon Mm -hmm. at Disney. And I was like, okay, you know, I could swim. Ah, I've always been a good swimmer. Okay. I, I can ride a bike. I'm running not so much, but it was like two miles. I, I could do that. So I signed up. Um, we lived in Maryland at the time, mm-hmm. or we live in Texas now. But um, drove to Orlando, borrowed a bike from a friend who was about five inches shorter than me. And... Um, that was when it was it was called oh the Danskin at the time was the title sponsor and we swam right in the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon right outside of the Magic Kingdom, which you know in hindsight probably wasn't the best place to swim. 
Maybe not the safest. Maybe not the um, maybe not the safest from hooked. what I understand. And so I kept okay. How can I keep doing my love of Disney and my love of triathlons? And at the time, you know, they were they were doing the the Ironman, the half Ironman there, and the the Olympic distance there. So when they had a triathlon in Disney, I signed up for it and I went. <laughs> So I, I think that we have a ton of questions for you, Cindy, but I, I recognize that some of our listeners might be more primarily runners and they don't necessarily know how uh, a triathlon is structured. Um, and, you know, like what is, are all triathlons Ironmans? What, what are, what, what are some of sort of like the basics of triathlon for someone who's not familiar with this? So a triathlon is a swim, a bike and a run in that order, kind of most dangerous to least dangerous. So uh, that's good. So the more tired you get, the less dangerous. Exactly. I mean, when you think about it, swimming, it can be the most uh, most dangerous of the three um, because you're out in the middle of water. They have to have lifeguards. uh, You have to hope that everybody can swim. That requires probably the most skill. and then you go on to your bike, which obviously if you're doing triathlon, you should ride a bike, but you can always hop off. I've seen people hop off the bike and walk their bike up a hill if it's a steep hill. Uh, and then the running, which you can run or walk, uh, that sort of thing. There are a host of different uh, distances that triathlons can be. My favorite personally is the sprint triathlon. And that is mainly because as a swimmer, I can get out far ahead of people. Most triathletes are not swimmers. They do not specialize in swimming. It's usually their least favorite part and they are happy to get it over with. They're happy to be out of the water. I am happiest in the water and I'm very happy when I'm passing people. So I try, I go out fast. Um, and it takes a lot of energy for most people who are not swimmers to swim the triathlon, the swim, the distance. So in the sprint ones, I can personally, I can get out faster and then, um, I can get on my bike and get going before everybody starts zooming past me. So I've been most successful. Like if you judge success as placing, um, the only time I've ever meddled in my age group was in a sprint triathlon. Um, so that's just where my strength is. But there's um, so a sprint triathlon would be like a 750 meter swim. It might be like a 10 to 15 mile bike ride and then anywhere from like a two mile to a 5K type of run. That would be a, a, a sprint. Uh, then next you have like your Olympic level, uh, Olympic distance, which is like a kind of a regulated distance. That's usually about like a 0.9 swim, 0.9 mile swim around a 26, I believe, mile bike ride and then a 10K run. Then you move to your half Ironman distance. That is a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike ride and a half marathon, 13.1 mile run. After that, you get to your full Ironman, which is a double, the half, obviously, 2.4 mile swim, 118, um, excuse me, 112 mile bike ride, and a full marathon run. 
Wow, that's that's super helpful. Thank you for that, Cynthia. Now that we have a solid background on the triathlon, can you tell us more about the races that you participated in? Marcy, how about you go first? The first time I'd ever done anything like that, I had never even done a, like a standalone 5K or, or anything like that. So I was, I knew nothing, um, but at least I, I, I knew how to, how to swim. I knew how to bike, how to run, how to follow instructions. So I just kind of followed the crowd and just had a great mm-hmm. time and, and enjoyed myself. I went in with no expectations and I don't even remember what I finished in, but I know that it was enough to have me say, I want to do this again. So the one that I have done in Disney was the Florida half Ironman. And that was in 2011. And uh, it was Andy Potts, the uh, famous triathlete or professional triathlete. He was there participating in it. Uh, My husband remembered because I asked him, I said, what do you remember about that race that we did? And he was like, well, I remember that Andy Potts gave a really inspiring speech right before we started the race. And that I never remember the speeches from before races, but I remember his. So that was really cool. Um, Andy Potts also was a swimmer in college. So he I I, so I kind of feel that um, that kinship with someone else in the triathlon world who. Uh, swimming is their is their first thing. So we got there that morning. The previous day, we had to bring our bikes over to the Fort Wilderness Lodge because that's where everything was all set up. So we rode our bikes over the previous day. We set everything up. We get there early, early morning. You have to get there at like 4 or 5 a.m., uh, get your stuff all set up. It was dark. And that happens in most triathlons, but it's before sunrise is when you're there setting your stuff up. And there was a thunderstorm and like thunder, lightning, really bad storm. And, you know, they told us we're delaying the start and they just kind of did a general take cover. There was nowhere to take cover. We stood. No, not at Fort Wilderness. Where are you taking cover at Fort Wilderness? Under the trees with the lightning bolts? Yeah, that's yes, that's exactly <laughs> where we were because we didn't have our car um, or anything because we took you know the buses over. We had dropped off our uh, bike the day before. No, we literally stood under a tree um, in a lightning storm, watching the lightning dance across the sky and the lake, and just waiting for it to be over. And the downside of this was that as it was pushing the start of the race that much farther forward, which also meant, or later, which also meant that the race, we were going to be getting into the hotter and hotter parts of the day. And the race was on May 15th. May in Florida is hot. (sighs) Yeah. So eventually we started and, um, I don't remember what time. I think it was, I think we started like a good hour late. So, and I am, for swimming, the swimming was fine. You walked into the water. You waited for them to start you. I was lucky enough to, my husband went first. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to watch Andy Potts do his full swim and see him come out of the water, which was kind of cool. Cheer him on. So got in, swam, 
tried not to think about any creatures or gators or whatever that may have been in the water. But I was happy that other people went first. My wave, um, I, they do it by age group in triathlons. So my age group was several waves back. So I figured if anybody was going to get eaten by a crocodile or a gator, it was not going to be me because there were several other hundreds of people in front of me. So, so yeah, so the, so, so the appetizers had already gone out into the water <laughs> on the main course. So you weren't really particularly yeah. worried about. Yeah, the appetizer was there, there. And I figured also I'm faster than most triathletes swimming. So I had a better chance of swimming away. They can get the floor people. You know? So did it swim back by like where river country used to be? No, no. It's usually about a, tri uh, swims are usually a triangle course. Okay. So you swim out, you make a turn, you go parallel to the shore, and then you make another turn and come back. Okay. So, it, I mean, you're going out, you know, a third to a half a mile, which, okay. I mean, it's, it's far out when you, when you're standing on the shore and you're looking at those buoys, you're thinking, oh, wow, that is very far out. But there was nothing, I wouldn't say there was anything scenic uh, to see. The, the sunrise was pretty once the thunderstorm was over. It was a beautiful sunrise. But yeah, there was nothing, nothing too scenic. And when you're in the water, all you're really seeing is uh, when you lift your head, you're seeing the caps of people. Uh, the, and, you know, when I try and swim, I try to figure out how many people in the wave in front of me I can pass. So I look for the color cap of the wave in front of me and I focus on trying to pass those people. And that, Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm curious, Cindy, so how was sighting from the middle of the lake? Because I'm thinking it's probably, you're not, you don't have a ton of landmarks to sight. No, no. In general, you don't, you just keep looking for that brightly colored buoy. So, and they'll have, they'll have a couple mm -hmm. of buoys along the way to just kind of keep you on course, but you just keep looking forward and looking for that buoy and you just are swimming to the buoy. You can't look around. If you look around, you're going to find yourself someplace else. Um, so you just keep looking for the brightly colored buoy and they have, they also do have, um, they have canoes and kayaks. They have tons of people out there making sure that you are safe in the water. And if you have any trouble, you can always go up to a canoe or a kayak and just hold on and rest if you need to. And probably those people got a little more of a scenic view, but I just kind of put my head down and just look at the dark water and maybe see my hands. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I know I'm thinking like crocodiles, bacterial infections. Like, oh yeah, I mean it's all possible. So you hop out of the water, Fort Wilderness. Where do you where do you go? Where's the bike and the run take you? So you run out of the water and run up. They have mats and stuff. You run to your bike. You have your stuff laid out. So I'm trying to remember what I was wearing. I think I was wearing like a swim top and triathlon shorts that day and i may have had a swim uh 
a triathlon, a speed suit. I think I had a speed suit over top of it. So I took off my speed suit. I'm wearing a, a, a swim top and triathlon shorts, which are bike shorts with a little less padding than all out bike shorts. I put on a shirt, a tank top. And at this point, I, they had told us that there would be people who had spray sunscreen and they would spray you down with sunscreen before you go out on the bike. And so I am at my, mm -hmm. at my spot, I'm putting on my shoes, my helmet. And I'm like, where are the spray sunscreen people? And I ask someone and they're like, oh, the spray, once you start leaving with your bike, follow the path, you'll see the spray sunscreen people. And I'm like, okay, all I want is sunscreen at this point because I know it's 56 <laughs> miles on the bike. I'm a slow biker. I know I need it. I could not find the spray sunscreen people. I just, I follow the path. The next thing I know I'm on my, I'm on the road and the people, and they're yelling at me, go, go, go. So I did the yes. all without and the I benefit could of feel sunlight. it oh, on no. my back as I'm as I was biking the 56 miles, which took several hours because I'm not fast. I could just feel my skin just burning and heating. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, that and that Florida sun burns like something else. Yeah, too. And <laughs> so. I have to ask, where did the bike course go? Because I'm, I'm thinking you're probably, did, was it an out and back? Was it a loop? Did you, were you, I mean, you'd have to, would have yes, asked to have you definitely went on. It was yes. not Disney scenic at all. You, yeah, hmm. it, it, that, it oh, was very disappointing. The whole race is not Disney scenic at all. So you run out under one of the lesser known Welcome to Disney World signs. Uh, I didn't even know that there were more of them. Than, okay. Mm -hmm. than the main one. So you went, you went out one of those and then you biked on some roads around the area. It was not scenic. I mean, we did go by some orange groves. And so you got some occasional kind of whiffs of oranges, but that's about it. It was just roads. There was nothing to look at and there was no shade. No, there's no shade. Even on the Disney Marathon course, there's no shade. Yeah. I was like, I would kill for a palm tree. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Anything. It, so it was, then you hop off your bike, and then where did the run take you? So the run was actually, that was, I would say, my husband and I were talking, that was the most interesting part, was the run. Um, and I'll, I'll say interesting with air quotes kind of thing. Yeah. So it was um, a okay. looper. It was a, a three loops. So in my head, so it's a 13.1 mile run in my head. I'm like, Oh, three loops. Okay. So that's only like four and a half ish miles a loop. That's not bad. And like by breaking it down, I'm like that, that's so doable. Three times four and a half ish miles. No problem. It was not shaded <laughs> very well. Of course. I mean, you had a few places. Oh. I mean, it was on the Fort Wilderness Lodge uh, property and area. So it was a little, there were more trees than say, you know, on the bike and everything, but still it wasn't super shaded. It was a good amount of it was also off road, like on grass and that sort of thing, 
which was very different and unexpected. The other most unexpected thing was the um, mini brush fire forest fire that I ran by three times. Yeah. So Wait, from what? what we believe happened from the lightning storm, because the lightning was very much all around us. I mean, the storm that we had had earlier that day was right over top of us. So there was this area that we were running, was running on grass. There was a little bit of water next mm -hmm. to us. So think like a creek. And then there was kind of a, an island in the middle of the creek. That island was on fire. And okay. From we think, oh my God. what we think happened was lightning struck uh, there and that probably for a while it just kind of smoldered that it wasn't anything noticeable because the fire trucks didn't show up until I think I was on my second loop. But the fire was definitely there. And oh my God. We, we could see it. So the heat of that, I mean, didn't help things. Uh, the water that was next to us, just ref that was around it, just reflected the light. So that didn't help cool things down at all either. So yeah, that was, I think that was the most interesting part of the run was each time you got to see how much more of a fire there was. Oh my God. Well, for anybody who's listening that was mad about the 2017 half marathon being canceled due to lightning, this is why. Definitely. <laughs> There's no, I mean, there isn't a good, and like you said, there isn't a good place on Disney property to take shelter from a storm like that. Because like you're saying, like, there's no shade mm -hmm. when you're running, you're in the sun, which means that there's no place for you to take shelter in a storm or, you know, lightning or anything like that. They definitely, unless you're in the parks and you can go hide, you know, in carousel of progress or something. Right. But Yeah, there was, and I found it very interesting that we, even though like the fire department had showed up, we still kept going. The race kept going. Uh, we just kind of, <laughs> ran around them and stayed out of their way. That's the most, that's the most runner athlete thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> there was a brush fire, but we just ran around it. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. So you competed in not only the damn skin, but also the Walt Disney yes, World Triathlon and the, the half That's Iron awesome. Man there. How did they compare as races? It seems like in reading, and there's not a lot of information online about right. these. You know, this is what happens when you do races before Facebook is invented, right? Um, how did those three kind of compare in terms of like event sort of like character and and the participants? And was any one of them like, really like it felt like a no, disney race it, really like none of them characters did. how did um, that work i think uh, cindy was saying earlier the the 70.3 was it could have been in detroit it it really was the only thing with the run is we ran around for and we started in fort wilderness gotcha so then have you done other disney races since so the run i've done their run, uh, the runs, marathon weekends, princess, pretty much every year for the past six years, seven years. Goofies, dopies, standalones. I just 
drop I just dropped a big chunk of money today on January on there on wow. on marathon weekend. What would you say your favorite Disney race um, experience has been? I think been I have two. <laughs> um the first was the first year I did I did Dopey and my husband came and did the Goofy and it was his first marathon. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had had wow. Uh, that's jumping in at the, the deep end, before. isn't it? So we trained, we walked the entire marathon and half marathon. So it was it, but just doing mm-hmm. it with him mm-hmm. was that was the best experience. And then just this past year at at Princess was the first time I'd ever gone down on a girls' trip, and there was uh, nine of us who went down. Seven of us raced between the ten k and the and the half. And many of them had never done a, anything before, half marathon before. So just to getting to experience that and kind of being the person to be able to shepherd everybody through because I know the processes and I know, you know, you go to this building first and then you go to this building and then you go to this building for packet pickup. And this is how you get to the corrals. And um, so I've kind of become like the, the, the den mother of my run Disney. That's crazy. So how does that, um, how does that compare to, let's just say your, your, your favorite Disney running experience? Would that be the marathon? Like how, like, how does that, like in your head, when you're talking about those two mm-hmm. races, how do those, so how it, do they compare? I usually forget that the, it was, I mean, it's called the Florida Ironman, Florida half Ironman. It's easy to forget that it was even on Disney property, that it was even at Disney very because it was so un Disney at all. Like it just it wasn't it wasn't Disney. Um I would say the Goofy was definitely our the best Disney run time that we had. We had a fabulous time doing the Goofy. And uh I would say even though the year we did the Goofy it was hot, this uh was was hotter the half iron man and was way less fun it because it there, there wasn't a whole lot of magic in there it was way less fun oh that is that is such a bummer cindy but I, i'm glad that you were able to have uh, the the goofy challenge experience and get some of that magic, which actually leads us up to um, our, our sort of our favorite questions that we love to ask our guests specifically about yeah, Disney sure. magic. So and you want to pick those our up? lightning round of Disney favorites. <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna throw some things at you and you give me give me your favorites. So your favorite post run Disney snack? The cheese, of course. Oh, absolutely. So much controversy over this cheese. <laughs> so I didn't realize how much controversy there was over this cheese until one man was like, give me your cheese. And like 50 people brought him cheese at one of the resorts. <laughs> I like was like, oh, my God. Um, OK, favorite uh, like favorite ride. First ride you go to when you get to Disney. Oh, so many of them. Probably the Tower of Terror is my favorite. Um, favorite character interaction. Favorite character, uh, so many. I love them all, but I will say the last we were there last spring break, and I was pregnant, and uh, and we took my son, 
and I, I couldn't ride the ride. So I went and talked to Ariel and mm. I was telling her about how I was a swimmer and I loved being in the water, blah, blah, blah. And she looks at me and goes, oh, you're like a human submarine. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know whether you should be offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, Ariel. <laughs> Wow, that is both the most honest and least Disney thing I've ever heard all in one. All right, and one more because I'm I'm a nerd. Uh, Favorite show and or parade? Ooh. So we don't actually do a lot of the shows or parades. We are like ride, 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 people. But you know what? Actually, the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Mm. If we could, if you could call that a show. Out. You can call that you can call that a show. Okay. I think yeah. I I think I'd call that a show before I'd call it an attraction or like yeah. a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll count that. I like it's fun, especially like they always pick on the dads. Yes. Yeah. If you if you bring like your you know, your dad or your your husband or whatever with you, it's always fun to watch them get picked on. <laughs> So we're going to oh, rapid so fire cool. some Disney favorites at you. This is Absolutely. Our, like, light, our lightning round. All right. So your favorite post-run Disney snack. You know, I have to say the nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> two votes for the nacho cheese. Oh, that's two votes for the cheese. <laughs> but but I, I will tell you that our favorite thing post marathon immediately go to Epcot and we eat our way around the countries. Ooh, good good call. Good call. Um your favorite ride, like the first ride that you awesome have to choice. go on when awesome you get to choice. Disney. Uh well, depending on the park, it's either Flight of Passage or because I was just there before COVID shut down, I'm going to have to say now it's Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. Oh, I can't wait to go on it. I have my alarm set for when I can make wine and dine weekend fast passes. I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready. All right. Uh, favorite uh, character interaction? Oh, Mickey Mouse. You got to go with Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, like, as he's always been, or Mickey Mouse when he talks to you like he does on Main Street? No, Mickey Mouse as he's always been. Okay, good. And uh, last but not least, your favorite show and or parade? Happily Ever After. Makes me cry every time. Yeah, it is pretty spectacular. Did you watch it when they live streamed it? Oh, of course. course. Awesome. So, so, dear listeners, whether you're signing up for your first Disney race or your 100th, we really hope you enjoyed our show. Be sure to check us out Thank on you for iTunes, tuning where in we'll today. be serving we would up fresh episodes each Tuesday. You can find us online at EarfulRunner.com or at EarfulRunner on Facebook and Instagram. See you real soon. Thanks so much. <laughs>